Hey, and welcome to the OS Training Podcast. I'm Steve Burge, and in this week's episode, I'm talking with Ben from Elementor. Ben is the Chief Marketing Officer for probably the fastest growing WordPress plugin around. You could include Jetpack or one or two other automatic products in there. But in the last two and a half years, Elementor has grown from zero installs to close to two million. And Ben has led many of the efforts to get the word out about Elementor and its growth. Elementor is a page builder, which is technically in the same space as Gutenberg, but does approximately 1,001 extra things. It's incredibly popular, incredibly well-designed, and incredibly well-marketed. So in this episode, I'm talking with Ben about the marketing and growth of Elementor. Hey, and welcome, Ben. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hey, Ben, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling from Israel, Tel Aviv. Okay, whereabouts in Israel? In Tel Aviv, the center of uh, the country. So you are the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer of Elementor, is that right? Exactly, yeah. And Elementor is probably the fastest growing WordPress plugin? Is that fair to say? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's the 18th most popular plugin now from, you know, the 55 plus uh, thousand uh, plugins available in the repo. And uh, I think we're reaching 2 million uh, active installs soon. Wow. And that's pretty amazing given that you guys launched two and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. June 2016 was when we launched. Wow. So in two and a half years, you guys have grown up to nearly 2 million installs. You've got, your website shows about 40 team members. 60. <laughs> 60 you guys yeah. are growing so fast, Grow the website. Every day. <laughs> when I joined the, the company, we were about six people and now we grew, grew 10x, which is nice. Uh, yeah, and we keep uh, looking ahead and new uh, to new solutions we can uh, come up with. So when did you join the Elemental team? I joined beginning of 2016. That was a few months before the launch. Oh, okay. So what's the backstory there? How did, how did Elementor have a team already in place, ready to, to launch a few months later? There was, it sounds like there was probably some quite serious planning going on. Yeah. Elementor was a theme company at first. Uh, before we thought of Elementor, it was a theme company in about uh, two years. And uh, before that, the, the founders were actually an agency to create a web. They created hundreds of websites. Then they thought it makes no sense to create a website every time from scratch. So they created a theme company. And then they said, okay, it doesn't make sense that the users ask the header from one theme, but the footer for, for another theme. So they spent a year uh, developing the visual uh, page builder because uh, people wanted to just, you know, switch their content and change a few things in, it, in WordPress, it was still very hard to do. You had to use code, you had to contact a developer just to do the smallest thing. So it, it made no sense. So we spent a year, develop uh, Elementor. I joined the team. I was actually a user of the old uh, the, the themes and I really liked the themes. I, I heard they were hiring. So I, was, uh, I joined the forces and from there it's, it's history. We launched and at first it was it wasn't uh, that easy to get the word out because we had, you know, really a, the most, uh, even the, the first version was a lot better than uh, what was out there. 
and uh, but still it was hard to you know people were used to working in a certain way but bit by bit they saw that it was a better solution it could help their efforts in building websites from you know from pretty much from all levels if if you were beginner starting out and if you were an agency you know with 100 employees it helped your your business because you had to go through a lot less difficult uh, tasks and difficult challenges and different people just to get that uh, piece of the website building part completed successfully so you guys clearly knew that that the demand was there before you launched did you approach it really really seriously like a like a startup almost it sounds as if you guys knew exactly what you were doing and you hit the ground running immediately not to dunk on some plugin developers but there's probably a habit among a, among a lot of developers to just throw their code up on wordpress.org and iterate slowly it sounds as if you guys came in with a real plan yeah i think there are different approaches and i think all of them are valid we really came up with the the disruption approach so we wanted to put out a product that was not just you know a prototype that we would uh, tinker and improve as time goes by we actually created a, a product that was 10x and this is the same strategy that we have continued in the last uh, two and a half years to keep leading the market think of the next thing that nobody thought of but users uh, suffer and uh, have to deal with the biggest challenges and solve them and this way manage to you know create that uh, that edge and that uh, need to to use elementor so are you guys entirely self-funded you had some revenue from the theme company beforehand or did you take a more traditional startup route and actually get some some funding to help you get launched there was some small investments private investments at first but basically you no know, we were profitable very early on uh, and have continued uh, on the same route of uh, you know profitability and that has been very fortunate for us definitely because you know the community embraced us so well and because we met the, the freemium was uh still is very a, a very generous and uh offers great value to users and the pro version offers the the best complement for professional uh web uh, creators you know marketers designers so we managed to get the right balance of the right free version the right pro version and uh you know the the proper freemium model worked very well So the free version is not just a a slightly broken version of the pro version exactly some key features that was definitely one of the key strategies here we didn't want to go and offer a light version it's not elementor free it's not elementor light we wanted to create to offer elementor it's a complete solution that you can build successful websites with it and that's i would say a uni- unique approach it it takes some sort of dedication because uh you know it's a year's worth we only launched the pro version half a year after the free version so all the efforts of the entire year has been given away for free and we keep adding new features both to free and pro but that's the that's the strategy you know to bring real value to users that's how that's our secret to success you know <laughs> you guys had at least 18 months of no revenue initially building the product and then launching without a pro version Yeah well initially before we launched it was uh we were still 
getting uh, revenue from the you know the theme company so and it was a very small team so we kind of managed a uh, low budget there but yeah once we launched at first I mean the progression was really exponential it's nice to see the graph you know of the first year of the second year and 2019 also starts uh, very nicely and uh, so it's been amazing to, to watch watch it grow so what are the pros and cons of launching a company out of Tel Aviv whereas you know probably the the majority of your customers are European or US-based? Yes. Well, today you can really do marketing that is no touch, zero touch. You don't have to have a salesman. We've never had a salesman and we don't plan to have a salesman, a sales team, I mean. So today it's possible to do marketing and get your product out there, even if you're somewhere that's uh, not your target market. If it's Europe and, and the US, which is definitely our bigger uh, markets. It has some difficulty, you know, with uh, time zone differences, me being able to interview for podcasts and, uh, of course, and, um, but, uh, you know, flights are cheap and uh, we have managed to create real uh, relationships with influencers, with other theme and plugin uh, companies and, and hosting companies. Some was done totally remote. I haven't met the people face to face, but some actually we meet them on WordCamp uh, Europe, WordCamp US. So so it's possible. This was also an issue we thought about. Is it going to be too difficult? The fact that we're not in every WordCamp US, but uh, we managed to make it work because it's always a give and take. I'm a big believer in personal connections and it's a huge, you know, a huge strategy that I use. But it has its pros and cons. The pro of launching somewhere that is outside your target audience, that you can work hard on, you know, content marketing, on doing things to attract your users in other ways than face to face. Well, you guys seem to have doubled down being a Tel Aviv based company, right? You were telling me that nearly all of your team members are based in a single office in Tel Aviv. You guys have gone away from remote work. To offer 24-7 customer support for our pro users, so we have to have a, a remote, a strong remote team uh, that we cultivate uh, that uh, reside abroad. We also have a support team in-house and our entire team is in-house in Tel Aviv. And that's my own opinion that this is the best way to go because I think working in an office environment that is so positive, if you visit Tel Aviv, I invite you to, to come over Steve, and you, you'll see it's really people really love to come to work and meet other people and, you know, the laughs and everything. I don't understand how you can get that same kind of or even any similar kind of uh, communication and, and fun and, and laughter remote. Not even um, simply having your own company based there, but Tel Aviv itself is an enormous tech hub these days, right? Yeah, a lot of companies stem from, from Tel Aviv, Fiverr and... Uh, many others. It's a real problem, especially with people that have been doing this for a good number of years. Remote work is cool at first and has some significant advantages, maybe when the kids are young and need a lot of attention. But the loneliness and the lack of camaraderie Definitely. is Definitely. Uh, also, a for, for me as a manager, it's difficult for me to get, first of all, to, to do the things that I need to do because I rely on other people to, to help me give their opinion. 
but also to manage other people and because I can't get the same kind of quality if it's back and forth through email or if I have to stop everything and open uh, you know zoom to start video conferencing it just doesn't work I like to go to a desk sit with the other person <laughs> you know and it just works for me I know some people it works for them remote for for me I really love the office environment I don't want to change it I, I used to work uh, at home a few years ago and uh, I don't want to go back there <laughs> it was uh, uh, yeah was kind of lonely okay so you do the traditional commute in now you get in the car or get on the train and go in the office every morning at nine o'clock leave five or six yeah well work continues afterwards <laughs> what can I say but yeah. Uh, but yeah there's that separation is also very important for me to have time with my kids with just having fun it's important to it re- rejuvenates your you know you come to the office much more driven when you've had this sort of uh, relaxed time that is separated so you guys are a team of 60 people more or less all based in Tel Aviv and you came in with a very firm plan for how you're going to take over the market. How did that actually break down into specifics? I've seen some little bits and pieces of your strategy. For example, you have 50 plus translations of the plugin, which is yeah more than any other plugin I've been able to find. You have a ton of content and a ton of videos out there. You obviously a big believer in content marketing. Can you take me through some of the things that have really worked for you to grow Elemental? Yeah, definitely. So we kind of did everything. When we just got started, when you start, it's kind of a challenge to, you know, build your blog and start building your content and get your word out there because you have no readership. So the strategy when we started was just, I contacted everyone just to, you know, appear in podcasts like this or videos. That was huge, just either being interviewed or asking people to create tutorials and look at the product, people who are influencers. I think that was a great initial uh, way to get the word out there. But we've also done a lot. We've tried a lot of other channels like YouTube was a big uh, channel for us and content marketing. When we started, something that we did from early on is release updates. So we keep improving the product. And every week or two weeks, it's it's amazing. We come up with a very strong and powerful feature and we try to make as much noise with that feature as we can. Because that's something that not all companies, even large companies can do, like really hit new features, new innovative features every couple of weeks. So that was the strategy when we started and it followed us through the last two and a half years. We, we haven't stopped, you know, we haven't stopped for full throttle ahead. So that was, I think, one of the best channels for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the release chart on WordPress.org for Elementor and you guys are pushing out updates multiple times every month. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that uh, we did. And we also make sure that the marketing around that product uh, release is also, uh, we also have the video for it, the blog post for it, the email for it, tutorials. Sometimes we release uh, multiple tutorials per uh, release, if it's a big release. So that's basically the channels that worked well. Email marketing, of course, and uh, I think that covers most things. We have grown a, a large community that 
help us and our advocates and love the love element or on Facebook and uh, they have a uh, a rich discussion there people help each other so that's also a great thing when you have a, an open source and free plugin that uh, a community can build around it okay so you've had a lot of luck with creating a Facebook group where people can have discussions around the product yeah and with the translations we noticed that we've already had I think it was a year after launch we already had some languages that elementor was available for but we wanted to encourage other translators to translate us so we started doing that like uh, finding uh, translators and uh, it really people were really um, eager to help us out and you know yeah I think we must have we must be now the one of the most translated uh, plugins and it's really important because if you're used to work with a tool with WordPress with your dashboard everything in your native language then you'd probably need your plugin to be the same perhaps that's one of the advantages of coming from a background like Tel Aviv you automatically understand a whole bunch of the problems that come the from needs yeah a, a plugin not being translated a plugin not being RTL compatible yeah definitely yeah um, in in discussions with other designers and uh, people marketers and people who build websites here in Israel they frequently say that it's a huge challenge for them the localization and the same subject rises in uh, you know in Europe and other places I visited technically to make a plugin as complicated as elementor RTL compatible must be a quite significant undertaking I'm not sure about the technical side because okay. I haven't developed it myself but uh, no because we kind of uh, you know we had the experience of building RTL themes so it's it's kind of uh, not that much uh, different that not knowledge that was baked in yeah it's not that difficult uh, a task for us I think if I go on YouTube or do some Google searches around page builders you guys have been really productive in terms of your content I went on YouTube and did some searches for your plugin compared to some other popular page builders and you guys have three four times the number of videos and tutorials available compared to some others yeah that's something that kind of happened uh, by itself as time grew by so if you look back uh, two or even one year ago I'm not sure that was the case then but uh, once you get actual genuine love for your brand and it's based on the things that we do in marketing and it's based on the things we do in the product I think that translates later to other advantages that uh, you can't really calculate like suddenly people make tutorials for you and good ones it's interesting that you talk about the brand in that way because correct me if I'm wrong we don't have a a readily identifiable influencer as the head of the company there's not one person you may point to as the face of the company I'm kind of the face a, oh yeah as, <laughs> as close the as the company gets yeah and you don't have a cute little mascot how would you describe the elemental brand is it a team effort a collective effort to project a, a warm and welcoming culture how do you describe it Oh, it's a funny story because when we first uh, launched just before we launched I was actually thinking about the, the idea of mascot I listened to a, a lecture by a marketing expert called uh, 
she's someone that I'm going to interview in, in, in my podcast as soon. Uh, <laughs> she had a successful startup. I think it's called Oribi and their use of mascot was really amazing so I was eager to do to have a mascot for Elementor we even paid an animator to create this sort of uh, mascot but it didn't come through the the founders weren't happy with the result uh, so you might be asking what it was it was like an elf a hipster oh, wow. elf <laughs> I really loved that, that illustration that uh, he did that the, the company did it was really nice but we, it, it didn't fall, fall through. But the logo was, uh, I think the Elementor logo is uh, it's pretty good. So I'm sorry, I digress from the question. <laughs> oh, the Elementor brand is aimed at end users, at professionals. How do you try and brand yourself? Oh, yeah. So if you think of other solutions that brand themselves as, you don't have to know anything, just insert the template and that's it. We try to brand ourselves. I mean, that's how we, we build the product. We build a product for people who want to be professional, who want to know how to build websites and want the, the right tool for the job. If you're a marketer or you're head of an agency or you're a freelance designer, you, don't, you consider yourself a professional. You have knowledge in, in your field and you want the tool to complement that knowledge and make it easy to not just strap on a template and say I'm done with it and hand it to your client, but customize it, create it, have the maximum flexibility to customize it just right without having to transfer it to other hands like developers. Every, you, you don't have to have a developer each part of the process. You can actually build it yourself. You can build if it's pop-ups, if it's a great looking landing page, if it's a consistent website that is unique and has a unique uh, look and feel everything from forms to sliders everything can be customized so that's kind of what we led in providing the best you know the all-in-one solution that you if you have this you can be a professional it doesn't mean that it takes care of the professional side and you don't have to know and you don't have to have any skills to use it it's not a click of a button but it's the easiest way to get your professional skills, you know, to work and to translate into successful websites. So that, that kind of leads me towards the inevitable question when it comes to page builders these days and the G word. How is your team getting ready to position Elementor in a Gutenberg world? You guys are integrating in some way. It sounds as if maybe you're positioning yourself as a a more professional tool for for people to create more advanced websites, whereas Gutenberg is just a, a kind of basic entry level tool. How are you thinking in the in the new Gutenberg world? Well, we waited until we had more concise until Gutenberg launched to offer you know a, an exact answer to that question because we wanted to wait and see what exactly it was before we we spoke. But basically, we see now that. Uh, it's a great tool for creating content like Medium, like other tools out there. But if you want to create and design a website and get that website to bring you results, you need to have a professional tool. The same way when you, you know, edit images, you use Photoshop, you need a professional tool to build and design your website. And that's where Elementor comes in. And I recently spoke to someone someone who builds websites. So you, your clients come to you and they want a website. What are they looking for? They're looking for a way to elevate their business, get more conversions, get more leads. 
get results so their business can be successful. It, it makes sense. So for that, you need a professional tool that takes care of you know, every pixel of your website and every need that uh, you might have. So you have a, an enormous head start over Gutenberg, which you know, may come a little closer to... I don't think they're, they're oriented towards this goal that I just stated. You know, they're not thinking about, I mean, Matt doesn't think about what kind of forms Gutenberg will have and will it integrate with all the email marketing tools. So that's one aspect out of hundreds that Elementor takes care of. And it offers the all-in-one solution that you need when you're building professional websites. So that's not something in the minds of the people who develop Gutenberg, and if it's not in their minds at start, it's not going to be properly integrated when even the feature will maybe come up. You know, it's not going. It's not the direction they're heading. Oh, okay, so you guys are pretty clear. You're targeting a different market, and also a ton more features as well. It seems as if that rapid release schedule that you have, new features shipping perhaps every two weeks, maybe even faster enables you to keep a long way ahead of a, a plugin in the WordPress core, which even to get the first version out took two plus years, you guys are able to move much faster, adding new features almost all the time. That is for sure. But also, I, again, I'm not sure if this is the direction of other companies. I know it's the direction of, of our company. Our mission is you as a web creator. You can be a designer, you can be a marketer. You have a goal. You need to create a website. And when you do that in WordPress, you hit upon challenges. You have to integrate forms and the form needs to be consistent with the rest of your site. You have to include sliders. You want to showcase your products. You know, you want to design your product page on WooCommerce or create a dynamic blog, change your blog design. There are so many challenges that every one point that I made without Elementor, you had to use tons of code. You had to figure it out. The designer or the creator had to stop and think, okay, I'm going to take t- 100 hours and make a whole project out of this and send it to the developer to do this and send it to the designer to do that. Now a single person or you know a few people can manage in a few hours what could have been really laborious tasks that had a lot of places where you just got stuck with code and uh, with debugging things. So is it possible to say that Gutenberg is not really the competition so much as... Definitely. The WordPress plugin ecosystem and some other plugins is complex and confusing. Perhaps in the old in the old days, you go back three or four years, you would take an off-the-shelf theme, maybe edit the CSS, and if you wanted a slideshow, you'd have to go and get a slideshow plugin. If you wanted forms, you'd get a form plugin. Uh, if you wanted pop-ups, you'd get a pop-up plugin. And and your website would look patch over patch, or it would take a year to create. And that's a big and confusing ask for end users who have to navigate through 60 different plugins for exactly. a slideshow for forms, whereas Elementor is offering more of a integrated experience. You you guys got to the point where you have to provide a lot of those features for people. You know, even for big brands, even for uh, medium and and large companies, you know, if they, okay, they've set everything up. It's, uh, they have a lot of functionality, a lot of custom changes. So they have a list of plugins they're using 
and they have a ton of custom code custom built for them what if an update arises in from one of those plugins or from one of those bits of code stops working so many problems can arise and it disrupts their entire flow of business because their business is based on their website even for big brands so this is where the power of elementor i mean we're not into replace all all plugins of course but if you can reduce the number of plugins you're using and reduce the number of custom code you are managing as a company you can actually spend less time you know fixing uh, problems it's really interesting to hear you say that we've had a a couple of people on the podcast lately including uh, josh who's the the head at pagely and they've just launched a new service where they're betting that the future is lots of individual microservices technically it involves a savvy developer going out and putting together lots and lots of different pieces into a custom configuration and you guys seem to be taking wordpress in a slightly different direction for perhaps a slightly different audience who are wanting more of a squarespace more of a a wix experience where the number of plugin conflicts is reduced where the amount of hunting around for random and perhaps incompatible plugins is reduced where it's more integrated a smoother experience in general we've kind of built a platform where you can actually extend elementor so you have i think it's 150 add-ons plugins that were built to extend elementor that are available now so developers are building amazing solutions and even if i mean and we've created a complete code reference and developer site for developers to help them create those extensions and we keep expanding that uh, those tutorials and those explanations because our aim is to you know allow developers to create solutions for elementor if they they have a big client and they're happy with uh, our forms but they want that extra thing or they're happy with our pop-ups but they want an extra condition or extra trigger they can actually go and develop it and it will take a lot less time than developing a complete solution from scratch because they're building on this very successful framework you know what i was doing my research earlier and went to the wordpress.org plugin repo and just like there were many more youtube videos available for you guys than anyone else there was a lot more add-ons a lot more plugins that extend elementor than for most alternatives as well it sounds as if you've really invested in growing an ecosystem around you yeah definitely and uh, it's win-win for everyone the developer again can get that love that users like our brand so they can you know write it and get noticed and get the eyes on their product and they are using a a framework again to build upon and we get an extension of our product it grows uh, and it offers a larger solution for our users and of course the user gets what they wanted something i mean we can't develop everything so that's great to be able to create those custom solutions for everyone who uses elementor So you guys kickstarted 2019 with a purchase of a theme company? Yeah, that's right. Layers. So Layers is a fairly well-known theme company that's been around for a while. It seems as if it just has happened with you the theme companies are starting to struggle in favor of page builders which offer a much more integrated, perhaps more user-friendly experience. What are your plans for all the themes that you acquired with Layers? 
Well, we have several plans for themes. We kind of need more time to put those into practice and, and see where, where we, what will actually launch. But basically, we knew about the Layers project. We supported it. We thought it, it was great. We were approached by the Layers uh, developers. And we wanted to kind of continue this uh, project and take it and actually offer these, this theme for, you know, make the adjustment to make it easy to use with Elementor, compatible with Elementor, and then release it for free, actually, because it was a, a premium theme and then we released it for free. Now it's available for free for anyone to use. So that's kind of, you know, people, it's 2019, people still struggle with themes and the big message we had with our theme builder, we have an industry leading theme builder. So the big message we had that you can take control of every part of your theme. And it's a big message. You can go in and design visually your header, footer areas. You can actually dynamically design your blog, how your main blog post will look like, how your uh, single blog pages will look like with the theme builder. So kind of this powerful uh, feature that's available in the pro ver version is something we want to encourage more users to, to use and utilize to make it easy to create websites that are easy to change and customize for the client needs. If the client wants to change the logo or put the social links in the header, you do it without having to you know, open up all the theme uh, page um, files and, and you know, delving into code. So Ben, you've done a great job of explaining where Elementor is headed and how you guys have been able to grow so fast, basically by offering a really good freemium experience where people can do just about anything from in the Elementor world, add forms, add all the sliders, the features they need from within Elementor. How are you going to build on that in 2019? Do you have any, any big plans, any big announcements coming up for this year? We have a lot of plans. We just launched Pop-Up Builder, if you noticed, and uh, it's a really great pop-up solution that you can use to use the power of Elementor to design any pop-up you can think of and also trigger it with an advanced engine that we've built into it. We have a lot of plans for 2019 that I uh, unfortunately can't share, but the rate of uh, things that we want to push out is really awesome and amazing. So I, I really encourage people to subscribe to our newsletter and our YouTube channel so they can get those updates. Every two weeks we have something new, something like that. So it's really fun to get this present in the mail, find out what's new and uh, what kind of cool feature will help you build uh, better websites. Cool. So if people want to keep in touch with Elementor, it's either the newsletter on Elementor.com or perhaps the Elementor YouTube channel. We'll drop links to those in the show notes. Anywhere else? The Facebook page. Like us on Facebook and see first if you know this. And uh, our Facebook group where people help each other. If you have any issue or you need to know how to create something, people are really nice and friendly there. And how about you, Ben? You know, I'm in the podcast. I have a weekly podcast in, in uh, our blog. And I push out also videos so you can see me there. That's pretty much it. Okay, not a big social media guy, but there's a, a weekly Elemental podcast. Yeah, yeah. Featured on our blog, yeah. We've had some really interesting people recently. Well, thank you so much, Ben. It's amazing to have dug into the Elemental story preparing for this. I didn't realize you guys 
had grown so big so fast and it's great to hear from you some of the strategies you used to to manage that growth thank you i encourage also to see uh the elementor tutorial on uh on your channel always training oh yeah that was how we initially got in touch and i'll drop that video into the show notes as well okay great wonderful all the best for this year ben okay bye bye